Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's word and his presence to change your life. Excited about today, we have a guest speaker with us. I did not get to formally introduce him to you. You all probably already know him. Um, But the last time he preached here, uh, he had to come on late notice because every other preacher on staff had gotten COVID and we could not be here. And so we called Steve and we're like, dude, come preach and save, uh, just to save the show, man. You got to, you got to save us. And he came and did a great job preaching to you last time. But uh, me and Steven, we've been friends for quite some time. He's been at Renew Life for longer than me and um, has just been on an amazing journey with the Lord. And uh, he has something to give you today and something to impart to you today that's just going to be really, really special. Um, so as you know, here at Renew Life, we do not do golf claps. So can y'all give it up for Stephen Williamson? Hello. Welcome to church. I love church, honestly. Is anybody with me there? Like, you, you love... What about this church specifically? You love this church specifically. Yeah? Me too. It really is such a special place. I love, I love being a part of a body <clears throat> where you can come and actually expect something is going to happen. It's very hard to exist in this environment and treat it like a checkbox. And I think that's a very, very beautiful thing. I think that's as it should be. And so, I, can't, I mean, here I come this morning to speak right, to communicate, to preach, and then Keith gets this word about, are you going through a battle? I raise my hand. It's just so amazing to be surrounded by people who are like-minded, moving the same direction in faith, and will believe for you and believe with you. And so I just, I just want to, like, celebrate that just for a second before we even take a step into the message, before we go any further. What a joy to get to be a part of a body like this. What an absolute joy to get to be a part of the body. It's incredible. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to be back this morning. Thank you, Keith, for the, you're so, you're so nice. You're like, you're such a nice person. Like my, my like fulfillment meter went from like an eight to like a 13, just by your introduction. <laughs> Today we're gonna talk about, uh, we're gonna talk about union with the Father. Um, this, this has represented um, this has represented a large part of my communication with the Father, of my personal study time, and of my experience with Holy Spirit over the past several months, union with the Father. So this is a term, if, if you've been in church for any amount of time at all, you, you've probably heard the term union with the Father. But I've just been taking an internal deep dive into what that actually looks like. It's, it's one thing to step into a church environment and to experience union with the Father, right? I mean, we're watching miracles happen. We're watching shoulders get healed. We're listening to Bethany singing octaves like you didn't think the, the human voice was capable of. It's like, it's really easy to step into a church environment and to feel like you're in union with the Father, as it should, But I believe that there is another step in our union with the Father that we are called to live and exist in on a daily basis, day by day, and decade by decade. What does it look like to live in union with the Father on a daily basis? You see, I've been on this personal journey of just abiding in Jesus. Scripture talks about abiding in the Father's heart. 
And, it, and it's looked really, really interesting for me because like I said, it's beyond just stepping into a worship environment and feeling his presence and living in union with him in that way. I have been asking the Lord in the strangest of situations, what does union with you in this moment look like? Whenever my wife and I are having a, a, a passionate conversation, um, what, <laughs> we never fight, actually. No, we, we fight. But whenever I'm in the middle of that moment, it's, this, it's, the, it's the time it takes to slow down and say, okay, Lord, what does union with you in this moment look like? I had an experience. I was on my way back from Colorado a little over a month ago. I had gone for um, a retreat in Buena Vista, and my flight took me back through Houston. So it's like late at night. How many people watchers in, in, in the house? Yeah, okay. If you didn't raise your hand, you just don't want to be judged, okay? We're all people watchers. Uh, no, but I, the airport is like the best place to people watch. You know what I'm saying? And uh, usually this is a very, very judgy process for me. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I'll sit there. I'll, sit, I'll, I'll pull up a spot where I can see, like, an atrium, like a highly, a highly populated, high-traffic area. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're for sure going to miss their flight. Should have woke up earlier. Uh, oh, yeah, family of six. God bless your ministry. I cannot. It's, it's, it, and then you got the guy who like wears the headphones and he's, he's walking through. He's probably not even listening to anything. He just doesn't want to participate with anybody else. That's kind of me, actually, in the airport whenever I'm alone. But I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm watching all these people pass by. Uh, it's a very uh, judgy process for me generally. But I found myself asking the question in this moment, like, what is, what is union with you in this moment look like? Like in, in my everyday life, sitting at the airport, observing people as they walk by. Like what is it that you would have me do or participate in in this moment? Because I believe that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. They are ordained by God, right? So sometimes our assignment is just to sit there, just to relax and eat your fajitas and just, just exist in the moment in the airport. But then other times, I believe that there's actually a kingdom assignment on our life. And it doesn't always look like walking up, laying hands, praying for somebody. But sometimes what it looks like is instead of judgingly watch people pass by, it's like I'm, I'm all of a sudden listening to the Father saying, hey, what, it, what is union with you in this moment look like? And then all of a sudden, as people are going by, it's no longer like, that guy's running late. She should have spent more time on her hair. Blah, 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 blah. Like, it's no longer all these judgy thoughts. Okay, I'm one to talk, all right? I got, I got the hair. But it's, it, it now becomes like I'm writing stories for people. And I'm hearing the Father, and I'm saying, like, Lord, bless them. Like, bless their family. Lord, touch, meet them where they are. Like, I feel like I'm getting these prophetic downloads. I'm not talking to them in, in actuality, like face-to-face. -face. But what I'm doing is I'm welcoming the Father into my everyday, my ordinary existence. You see, I believe that union with the Father looks a little bit like that. It looks like slowing down enough in moments to say, Lord, what would you have me perceive in this moment? Lord, what would you say to this person in this moment? How should I respond in this moment so that we're not reactionary? Asking the Father moment to moment is what his heart is. In preparation for, for today, I got this, uh, I saw this vision of a dining table and Jesus was sitting at the head of this dining table and if you've ever been sitting at a meal with someone you know that there's generally some type of like wrap up as you're getting towards the end of the meal it's like all right man well hey th you know thank you guys for having us we're so glad to be here delicious food by the way I'm gonna have to get that recipe from you and yeah okay we'll see you next time it's like there's generally about like 
10 minutes of banter that it's kind of like, it's just like routine. Like you're going to say it, it's just going to happen. And, and it's all unto the departure, right? It's, it's just the reality. You're like, you're in a conversation with someone and you're like, okay, yeah, awesome. Uh, I always, I, I talk to Landon Field a lot. And some, like, it's like a telltale when a conversation is ending with Landon because he goes, all right. <laughs> he goes, all right. And then he goes, y'all be careful. Every, it's like every single time, it's the same exact thing. We all have these tells. But what I saw is we're sitting around this table with Jesus, like a very intimate moment. He's invited us to his table. And for some reason, there's this urgency. And we begin to say, all right. <laughs> hey, thank you. That meatloaf recipe was super good, Jesus. And like there's this wrap up. And then I see Jesus just extend his hand and he gives, a, he gives an invitation. He says, stay a while. S stay a while. AKA, don't rush. Don't rush this moment. Don't blow past this moment. I believe that this is the place at the table of Jesus that we are intended to actually live from. Don't leave. Don't rush. There's this invitation. Yeah, so let me pray for us real quick as we jump in. Father, just as I, as I saw this in preparation for this message, I pray that this would be our actual experience this morning. Yeah, that we would practice slowing down, that we would practice participating in what you're saying and what you're doing in real time. So Lord, everything else, we just take our focus off of it. We don't focus on what's next. We don't focus on what's to come. But instead, Father, we choose to be fully, fully present in what you are doing right now in this moment. And as you invite us, stay a while. Lord, our answer is yes. Our answer is yes. If you agree with that, just say yes. Yes. John chapter 15 and verse 4 it says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Union with the Father looks like remaining in him. We, we have this habit as humans of slipping in and out of union with the Father. We get, in, we get into moments where we feel like we're really united with him. Maybe that's in morning prayer time. Maybe it's evening prayer time. Maybe it's the middle of the day. Maybe it's a church service. But we get in these moments where we feel like we are existing in union with the Father. And how many of you will attest there's actually no sweeter sensation or feeling that exists in this entire earth? When you are in union with the Father and you are, you are it is just such a sacred place of existence. But we slip in and out of this place and, and Quite frankly, it's exhausting. It's exhausting getting from this place of I feel like things are good and I'm really on track and I'm, I'm tracking with the Lord. And then we start to lose discipline and we slip a little bit. We're not reading like we should. We're not praying like we should. We're not attending church like we should. We're not serving like we should. We're not in community like we should. And then the next thing we know, we look up and all of a sudden we feel like we are just in chaos, out of union with the Father. Sometimes we come into worship environments and it literally takes three songs just to forget everything that is going on in your life, just to tap into the presence of God. 
Sometimes it takes a blow up on your wife or a blow up on your kids to realize how far you've slipped and how not in union with the father you are. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes some type of major sin issue, moral failing, something, but before, before you look up and all of a sudden you realize, wow, I have strayed a really, really long way. I believe that we are in a season as the bride of Christ where he is patiently and kindly wooing us unto himself that we might exist wholeheartedly in union with the Father. And the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing about this process, and I believe this, I've experienced it, and it's something that I claim every single day is that wholeness is as close as the next breath. It might be a process by which we go through to get back to a place where we feel like we are where we should be, where we're being the man we should be, the woman we should be, the wholehearted individual we should be, but it starts with that decision in a moment. And wholeness is actually as close as the next breath. We were designed, we were created for union with the Father. Let's go back to the very beginning of where all this begins. So back in, in Genesis, the very beginning of the Bible, we are in chapter one of Genesis. And the Father, right, so God himself is in the middle of creation. And as we get to the end of creation, in verse 26, it says, Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. And then verse 27, I love this. Listen to the repetition of this word created. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Historically, whenever there's repetition in the word of God, it's drawing emphasis unto something. It's like a major exclamation point. Observe, observe, watch, watch, check this out. So as I read in a single verse the word created three times, I sense that there's actually a little bit of excitement in the father's voice. He's created you. You were created for union with God. All of a sudden, he bestows upon us this responsibility of ruling and reigning over all of the rest of creation. You were created with purpose, created with identity, created in God for God. Mankind was placed in a seat of authority to rule alongside and on behalf of God in the garden. We were created in union with God for union with God. I'm gonna read something, and it's, it's a bit of a mouthful, so I want you just to bear with me for a second. Um, but this is an excerpt from a, a piece of literature from George MacDonald. George MacDonald was uh, an influencer and father figure to, to men like Oswald Chambers, C.S. Lewis, lived in the 1800s, died in the early 1900s. But this, this piece of literature really, I feel encaptures what it looks like to exist in union with the Father. Let's jump into this for just a second. It says, uh, the title is, Because We Are the Sons of God, We Must Become the Sons of God. Because we are the sons of God, we must become the sons of God. It says, this father would make to himself sons and daughters indeed, that is, such sons and daughters as shall be his sons and daughters not merely by having come from his heart, but by having returned thither. Children in virtue of being such as whence they came, such, 
such as choose to be what he is, he will have them share in his being and in his nature, strong wherein he cares for strength, tender and gracious as he is tender and gracious, angry where he is angry. Even in the small matter of power, I love that, even in the small matter of power, he will have them be able to do whatever his son Jesus could do on earth, whose life was that of the perfect man, whose works were those of perfected humanity. Everything must at length be subject to man as it was subject to the man. This is speaking to your identity as a son of God. Everything on earth was subject to the man. We are seated in righteousness with Jesus. Therefore, everything is subject to us as well, just as it was Jesus. And then I love this. It says, when God can do what he will with a person, the man or woman may do what they will with the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They may walk on seas like our Lord. The deadliest thing will not be able to hurt them. He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater than these shall he do. I feel like all of this could be summarized into this one statement. Living in union with God is not just acknowledging that you came from the Father's heart, but it is the process of returning to the Father's heart. We were created in union with the Father. So union with God is not only acknowledging that, but it's the process by which we return to the Father's heart and that becomes our existence. Step by step, day by day, and decade by decade. Let's read John chapter 15, starting in verse one. This is probably a, a passage that you're familiar with if you've been in church for any amount of time. And this scripture, verse one through eight, I have not been able to stop reading. I cannot get off of it and I don't want to. It's the place that I wanna live. It's, it's the way I believe we were intended to exist with the Father. It says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples and this brings glory to my Father. You were designed to exist in union with the Father. He is the vine, we are the branches. Aside from him, we can do nothing. Aside from him, I am nothing. That's the place we were designed to live. You see, daily, the world is fighting for our attention. Fighting for our attention. There is no better indicator of this than the Apple screen time report. You get that? You get the Apple screen? And of course it comes on Sundays too. Like I got my report literally right before I stepped up here to preach. And it's like, okay, great, awesome. My screen time is up 8%. Super cool. <laughs> it's, it, the, the world is constantly in pursuit of our attention. Constantly in pursuit of our attention. And so many times we give it our attention. 
See, I feel the Father is kindly reminding us to come back to him. The point to be made here is that union with the Father is worth it at all costs. So ask yourself the question, how unified do I feel with the Father authentically right now in this moment? Do I feel I am existing in union with the Father? Or am I finding myself constantly being pulled away, pulled outside, pulled away from my union with God? Take honest evaluation of that and then start to evaluate where does that come from? Union with the Father is worth it at all costs. There's some obvious things that fight for our attention that destroy our union with the Father. News media, it's ex- it is exhausting trying to keep up with that at times. There, there's actually been, I shared this in pre-service, there's, there's actually Christian influencers with great things that they are doing for the kingdom, incredible agendas, things that they are accomplishing. But it, is, it so robs me of my union with the Father because it's this tension, it's contentious, and it's always moving, and it's always something happening. There, th- my union with the Father will not be subject to anyone else's agenda, period. My union with the Father is worth it 100% of the time. And you reserve the right and I reserve the right at any point to evaluate something and to say, this is actually creating a void between me and my union with the Father. It's not saying 100% of the time that that other thing is wrong or it's unrighteous or it's sinful or it's bad. It's not always just social media, blah, 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 all the things that distract. Sometimes it's good things, but if it is destroying the fabric between my union with the Father, I reserve the right to say no. My union with the Father is actually worth it. And sometimes that changes season by season by season. Just hear the Lord. Just hear the Lord. Live in union with the Father. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21 says, the tongue can bring death or life. I I love this. I feel like you can't read this next part without like a nasty face. It says like, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. You know what I'm saying? Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. But the tongue can bring life or death. So I, I, did, I did this study, um, and I actually did not believe the results of this. Um, it, it started with something that I heard Jason Valentin say in a, uh, a men's discipleship group that we were doing in Midland called Brave Course. And what he, he, he gave this analytic about the amount of thoughts that can run through the human brain in a single minute. And I remember being like, That's a lot of thoughts, but I also believe it because my mind works that way. So I I dove into this to to reinvestigate that statistic because I was was curious about the way words work in comparison with how thoughts work. So here's what I found. And once again, I did not believe this at first, so I checked multiple sources. But the average human speaks 150 words per minute. 150 words per minute. That's 9,000 words per hour. 216,000 words per day, 150 words per minute. Now the thought life, let's consider thoughts. The average human has 49 thoughts per minute, 2,917 thoughts per hour and up to 70,000 thoughts per day. Okay, so real quick, let's break it down to a minute. 150 words per minute, 49 thoughts per minute. 
that means that my mouth is moving three times as fast as my brain. Right, babe? (laughs) And we wonder why sometimes we start talking and it's like, this was bad, but I'm in it now. And I'm still saying words, and they won't stop coming, and they're looking at me like I'm crazy, and we're going to fight later, and it's not good, but I can't stop talking. And here, it's, it's, the, it's, this, it's this thing we get stuck in. I actually didn't believe it. But we speak so much faster than we think. But here's the truth. We'll let a single thought run our day. We'll let a single thought run our week. Some of you have, have let speculations Thoughts run your decade. I present to you, take authority. There's a reason you can say three times as many words as that thought. Yet for some reason, we get caught in this cycle of trying to fight thoughts with thoughts. Ain't nothing in there but crazy sometimes. Get it out of your mouth. I'm done fighting thoughts with thoughts. My wife, she says this all the time. You cannot fight a thought with a thought. You've got to say it. Get it out of your mouth. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. I am saved. I am delivered. The evidence might not be fully here, but guess what? That doesn't change the fact that he said it. And if this word still says it, that's an iPad, not a Bible, but for effect. If this says it, I believe it. If this says it, I believe it. Three times as many words we can say as we can think. By sheer Um, weight of capacity, words win every time. It's time to get out of your head and get it on your lips. Dallas Willard says it this way, our part in practicing the presence of God is to direct and redirect our minds constantly to him. How do I redirect my mind constantly to him? I say it daily. I put my hand on my chest and I remind myself who I am in God. Daily, I tell my family, I love you. Daily, I tell my friends, I love you. It's this process of not just remembering that we came from the Father back in Genesis, but returning to the Father in 2022. My union with the Father is just worth it. At all costs, it's worth it. Psalm 51, verse six in the New American Standard Bible says, behold, you desire truth in the innermost being and in secret, you will make wisdom known to me. You desire truth in my innermost being. I read a commentary and the use of the word innermost in this context actually translates to, in the original text, shut place or locked place. You des- so let's reread it. You desire truth in my shut place, my locked place. It is unobtainable by the outside world. Truth is so deep inside of me Your truth, the truth of your word, the truth of who you are, the truth of the gospel, the truth people love me, the truth I can trust. It's so deep inside of me. It is so locked inside of me that it is the shut place. It is the locked place. It is unobtainable by the outside world. John chapter 14 and verse six, Jesus says, 
I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. He says, I am the way, I am the truth. You see, his desire is that truth is in our innermost being. His desire is that he is so deep in our innermost being, in this shut place, this locked place, that it's unobtainable by the outside world. But that takes us taking a stand in our union with the Father. And sometimes it's a difficult conversation. Sometimes it's rather contentious. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it looks like giving certain things up. Sometimes it looks like making a sacrifice that you really don't wanna make. Like there's a realistic component to this that it actually takes action on your part. He exists inside of you. The question is, what will you do with it? This shut place, this locked place, it's a sacred space that he desires to share with us intimately. So how do I restore this union with God? How do I establish this union with God? Practically for me, I, I read John chapter 15 a lot, just to remind myself, outside of him, I, I am nothing. He is the vine, I am the branch. Acknowledge your season. It's asking that question that we asked moments ago. Am I in union with the Father? And depending on what that answer is, start to evaluate what, what is destroying my union with God? For some, it might be sin issues. Okay, let's deal with it. For some, it might be thought life. Okay, let's deal with it. For some, it might be lack of community. The answer is the same. Let's deal with it. But it's worth it at all costs. And slow down. This would be like my biggest challenge. Just slow down in general. Take time to ask the question, Lord, are we in union? What's destroying my union with you? Slow down, ask the question, and then trust that the Father is gonna respond. Hmm. My urgency, my West Texas pace of life, <laughs> it does not affect his pace or his rhythm. His yoke is easy, his burden is light. It's who he is. It's who he is. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out renewlifechurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.